Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm glad to have you folks joining us today. We have a very interesting show, a little bit different from what we normally do. We are going to start the first half of the show talking about a brand new nonprofit organization, which is near and dear to my heart. And with us, we have Tina Laguna with Rancho Laguna's Heart. And we'll be talking more with that organization. And uh, then the second half, we're going to try a little experiment. We're going to be talking and interviewing Generation Z, which is the next generation after the millennial generation. They are very young, but very wise. And so we're going to be asking them some questions about things and uh, allowing people an opportunity to kind of get a take on what this next generation might be like what's important to them and uh, how they see things a little bit differently than the other generations. So it should be a lot of fun. I want to thank our sponsor, Pearson Law Firm. You can expect expert representation in a kind, compassionate attitude. That is the Pearson promise. And we wanted to, as always, welcome and Eric today. Hey, our producer. How are you? Good afternoon, Kim. I'm doing well. I'm curious about this whole Generation Z Z. thing. Yeah, because I'm Generation X, and Mm -hmm. I I think you're Generation X. I'm a Gen Xer, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and and of course, we had Generation Y, and now we're Generation Z. I'm wondering the next generation (laughs) after that, they're not going to have a name. Double A. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could start all over again. Who knows what it's going to look like? That'll be interesting. Every generation is a little bit different. And uh, when I do a lot of presentations and things out there talking about the different generations in the Mm -hmm. workplace, we talk about mentorship in the next generation. And we forget that the oldest of Generation Z are my daughter's age, who's with us in the studio today. They're 10 years old. In another eight years, they're going to be out in the workforce and actually less than that as teenagers. And so um, let's it, hope the economy picks up by then so well, they can actually be in the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep it real positive, right? Yes. No, actually, uh, this generation is very, very interesting in terms of how they see the world. So I think that that's how we figure out what the next jobs are going to be. We're seeing that a lot with the millennial generation. Their definition of work is very, very different than a Gen Xers and a baby boomers. Mm. And so it's interesting to to listen and to really try and understand their perspective and where they're coming from, because that's going to be our future workforce. Children so are the future. You teach them well As and let them lead say. the way, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Here we go. We'll, we're going to sing some songs. I'm in a squeaky chair, so I apologize to all of you out there. But I did want to start off the program talking about a new nonprofit organization. And we've had uh, Rancho Laguna Equine Rescue on the show before. Uh, As you may or may not remember, about a year ago, we were talking about um, starting a nonprofit organization. And our uh, Tina Laguna came on as our guinea pig. And we had Joy uh, with Oda Joy uh, ENT on to talk about starting a nonprofit. And it's happened and it's moving forward. And so we're going to be talking with Tina about that as well as a couple of programs that we have going on out there. So it's fun stuff. So, Tina, welcome to the program. Hey, Kim. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, it's very on again. Yay. It's very exciting. I'm going to move my squeaky chair around. So here we go. Squeak, squeak. um, Uh So that I can see you while I'm talking with you. So one month. I know. One month. We are officially a nonprofit in the state of Washington for one month. Yay. Yay. And what's the name of the organization? Rancho Laguna Equine. Oh, sorry. Rancho Laguna's Heart. Home of Equine Assistant Rescue Therapy. Excellent. Yeah. I have to remember that myself, too. too. I constantly have to spell out heart and put the words with it, but it'll start rolling off (laughs) the tongue before you know it. Just say Rancho Laguna's heart is probably the best way to go. So, Tina, tell us how this is kind of set up. What What are the different pieces? So you've got Home of Equine Therapy and Rescue. So what's the therapy piece? So the therapy piece, we're bridging the equine rescues with the, um, with the, um, equine assisted therapy, um, helping with different um, aspects of mental health healing, um, PTSD. Oh, let's see, um, abuse situations. Um, wanting to um, all different kinds, all, of, all kinds of yeah. different um, aspects of making yourself feel more empowered and. Um, I guess rounded. So using horses to do that. So th- we have therapists that come out and have already established therapy practices, Correct. but then they use the horses um, to help as these, an aid, yes. as an aid to, yes. to help these people Correct. deal with issues. Correct. And we're going to talk a little bit about, about why horses uh, when we start talking a little bit more about that. But then there's the other piece, which is the rescue piece. Correct. So tell us about that. <laughs> that part's really near and dear to me. I, that's the part I really get and understand and um, 
these animals, there's so much need out there for these animals that um, run across hard times for no good reason. I mean, not, there is no good reason why any of these animals are in the condition that we receive them in. Um, just neglect and somebody not wanting to um, give up their animal when they should have prior to the point of them being starved. Um, so I get them. Usually they're on their last leg of um, survivor surviving. So they usually have a couple weeks and um, it takes a while. I don't understand why, but for the system to um, have these animals taken away from the people that are abusing that are them. Abusing them. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I do get them, like I said, they're on their last legs and usually I'm pretty bad. I mean, they you either know within a couple days that they're either going to survive it or they're not going to survive. Then we slowly bring them back up to health. It takes a good two weeks before you're able to know you're out of the woods of them having a reaction to actually having the food where some can go into shock immediately and um, it, you just have to take it so slow and be. We don't even think about that, that um, especially with horses or any of these animals that you can't just all of a sudden, you know, take them from a situation where they haven't had any food for weeks, if not months. Yeah. No. To all of a sudden feeding them. You know, it's not that easy that you have to be very, very careful because you're right. Your body can go into shock. Yeah, you can. And it's around the clock care. It's not, OK, I'll see you in 12 hours where, you know, pretty much I can kind of do that with horses when they are healthy. <laughs> right. But with these rescue ones, you are on top of it. Like the first two weeks, you are not sleeping well. <laughs> you are right. out there. It's like a newborn baby. You are checking on them constantly. Are they okay? Are they breathing all right? Are they managing themselves okay? Are they drinking enough water? Are they, um, how, how are their vitals today? Mm-hmm. And once you get past that two-week mark, you can start uh, slowly increasing their food and each day, a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, like the ones I have, knock on wood, they're thriving and striving and are completely in great health. And it and it's not just the fact that they're also hungry. There could be emotional issues Very and true. abuse issues. Yes. And so yes. you're dealing with a horse <laughs> that might not be pleasant to be around in yes. the first place. Yes, right? yes. We, we've had those that at the beginning um, just love you because you are feeding them. And then... One just recently, she, um, Barbarella's her name, if you happen to follow us on Facebook. Um, Barbarella was so nasty the first two weeks. She was just like, get out of my way. I hate you, human. And then she came around, and she's the lovingest horse you've ever met. And her partner, who came with her at the same time, Elmer, he's a donkey. He's lovely. He has this funny little tick, (laughs) and we don't understand it, but he gets himself in just a little bit of stress. And he sticks his tongue out or has to lick something. He's very oral fix, fixated yeah, or yeah, yeah. just has to constantly touch, touch, touch. He's kind of gotten over that since we now have another little donkey, um, little Rosie. She's a little Sicilian that joined the group. And he, he likes his little Italian girl. So you don't take just uh, horses. We take donkeys. Correct. What else? Correct. Uh, I think. <laughs> I rescued. guess we could take a zorse or something. Zebra <laughs> <laughs> and horse. But also goats and sheep. Yes, and yes. I mean, it's a working ranch. It is a working ranch. I think that's the thing. So part of the program is. Um, you know, we're always looking for fallen. I say we because um, this, I'm on the board of this organization. Yes. Of course, I can never say no, but um, <laughs> definitely on the uh, on the we side of this. But um, looking from a, a Tina perspective that we're always looking for volunteers to come out. I yes. Mean, a horse is always. 500, at least $500 a month is what at I think least. we figured. Yes. Um, once they're already up to weight. Yes. Just once to keep they're them. up to weight, then they're about $500 a month. Yeah. And that's medical, shoes, feed, any extra su- supplements, mm-hmm. um, their bedding in their stalls, mm-hmm. their salt. All of that. Yeah. It's every expensive. little bit, you know, their little preventative maintenance stuff. Mm-hmm. and. But then they don't just live there rent-free. They actually no. are put to work. They do. They and each so have they a get, job. They get put to work yeah. in the therapy program. Correct. Or they get put to work with um, the summer program where kids can come up and and work on a ranch. Yep, yep, we do. We have a whole bunch of different groups. So we have the community outreach, which mostly consists of kids, 
And they come up and they help me around the ranch. We clean buckets. We clean stalls. Um, then they bring out horses and they all brush horses and they learn how to saddle horses and ride them. They even help in the rehabilitation in um, when the horses are in the healing of, of their nutrition. But they help with the rehabilitation in the emotional needs of the horse. So they're giving the, the hugs and the kudos and the, the pets that those horses really love. They love the attention. And um, there's nothing more sweeter than an, a horse and a kid. Yeah. You know, they really, the horses love it. Yeah. And so it's part of their rehabilitation, but it's also really great for the kids. They have to earn exactly. it. Exactly. They right? do. They have to earn it. And it's a privilege for all the above. You know, right. they earn their kids and they earn their horse. Right, exactly. And they find each other. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about Rancho Laguna's heart. And uh, we're going to talk about a special program that's coming up for executives. And you can win a free seat at the next class on August 22nd. Come back to Walk the Talk with Kim. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson. And with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Mount Side Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim, and we are back talking with Tina Laguna of Rancho Laguna's Heart. And uh, we were talking about horses and using horses to help people um, in all different kinds of situations. We were also talking about the rescue part of the horses. And uh, we are always looking for funding. Um, Obviously, we've got a few horses out at the ranch and always room for more coming in. But uh, it does take a lot of um, effort. And not only money, but also volunteers out there. So if you're a volunteer and you say, you know, I would just love to work with horses, and but I don't have the opportunity, this is your opportunity. And uh, if you're afraid of horses or have never been around horses, that's okay. We have a program to help you out with that. Yes, we do. We've gotten a couple people over <laughs> being afraid their horse fear, so it all works. I wanted to bring in Gia really quick because we were talking about kids coming out to the ranch and working. And that yes. was a big deal for me because yes. I was looking for a summer program for Gia, my daughter, and um, really wanted something where she would volunteer her help and services, but also have fun doing it. So it's great. I drop her off. She mucks stalls. She scrubs buckets. She puts horses out. But then in the afternoon, she gets to ride and play with the horses and do all kinds of fun stuff. 
And when Gia was eight over the summertime, she got to help you rescue yeah. Ruby and Rose. Can you tell us about Ruby and Rose? Yes. Um, Ruby and Rose came to us two and a half years ago. The worst condition I've ever seen horses in. At least 50% of their body weight was down. I mean, they were just skeletons and a little bit of flesh hanging from them. The flesh that was on there was just like a scab. And they had been partially eating each other. Like all their manes and tails were completely gone. Um, Ruby, who is Gia's horse now, um, had part of her ear even chewed off. Um, they were just starved. They they came out of Enumclaw at a ranch who had way too many horses. And nine of them passed on or died from starvation and neglect. Five survived. And we adopt or not adopted. We took in two to foster. We ended up adopting. But um, so we brought them back up to health. And Gia, during the summer, had worked with us so hard and diligently about getting these horses up to health and rehabilitated in their riding and with their um, emotional stability with humans again. And she fell in love with them. And we were kept trying to push her towards the mother, who is the older horse. We wanted her to be on a stable, stable, stable horse. And we thought, oh, that's the mom, the old one. No way. Gia was like, I, I want Ruby. <laughs> Ruby was her. You know, they, they trail rode every day together. They um, spent tons of time in the pasture just talking head to head. And that was her girl. So at the end of the summer, we talked about it. And that September, so two years ago, two, yeah. two years ago, yeah. this September. Almost two years now. Um, off she went home with her new home with Gia. Yay. Yay. So Gia, what was that like spending the summer helping a horse rehabilitate? What was it like when you first met her? I was kind of scared at first because I've never really been with a horse that really has been like that neglected. I've always been around horses that I've always been trained, never really been neglected, always kept up on help. So I was kind of scared. Also, I was kind of happy because I was glad that these horses were going into good homes and they were going to be fed. They're going to be bring back to health. And that's what I liked. Yeah, cool. And so now you live with Ruby all the time and you take care of her and all that. How's she like today? Um, Her tail used to be half the size it is now. Now it's dragging on the ground. Um, Her mane is right there. It's it's long enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's normal size, and um, her forelock is longer. Um, she, or her feet are better. She's now up to weight. When we, when I first saw her, you could see her ribs. She was really wobbly yeah. and all that. Not anymore. No. And we just had her shoes done, and the shoer said her feet look really, really good. And she was even holding her feet up for him and everything, which she wasn't doing before. So you've been doing a really great job with her. Good job. Excellent. Never ends, does it? No. no. Always a stall to clean. Always something yes. going on. It goes in, it comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> we need you to come out and help. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and again, we talked about the therapy portion of this. And so I, as a certified counselor with the state, I was really particularly interested in how do we get counselors out to use the horses. And um, we've got some therapists that are using the horses for people to uh, come out and to really work on their self-esteem issues. Um, sometimes horses are just there to talk to. You can talk to a horse where you can't talk to another person. Um, there are um, some horses or some ways that we can use to help people understand their impact, their emotional impact on others through using the horses. And so I started thinking about this in terms of my own practice with workforce evolution. And I noticed that when I am talking with executives or leaders or sales reps or things like that, that I'm bringing up my history and my past and my experience with horses and saying, for example, when you walk into a room, you can tell from, you know, the people in the room, whether they want to run, whether they want to fight you, whether they're scared, all of these different things. And horses feel the same way. So I kept using horses as an example of our emotional intelligence or emotional response in business. And I thought, well, why don't we just have these business people out and I can just show them. Yeah. 
And so Tina thought, yay, let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> so um, Tina was part of actually all of the betas that I've had so far. And so um, what we do is the first part of it, we watch the horses in a herd environment, which is hilarious. So we get a couple of Tina's horses and we say, okay, this is a typical work environment and here's their job. And their job might be just to stand there looking pretty or it might be to keep the herd safe or whatever their job is. And then we introduce a new person or a new horse that nobody knows before. Yeah. Tina, tell us what that was like watching <laughs> that happen. Well, Kim brought their lovely, trusty little baby who uh-huh. is how old? Oh, 21, 21 year old, like 10 hand little pony, miniature horse. But she's definitely Napoleon. Yes. She she rules the roost. She's a terrier of the horse yes. world. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes into the herd and we normally put in two that are just horses in the herd. And um, so she comes in, she's the boss. She tells them, okay, jump, jump this high. And they do. Um, They kind of follow around. They look around. They're like, oh, oh, okay, I guess you know what you're doing. So let's follow this one. Um, But it's really interesting because they do. They kind of like, well, do we follow? Do I not? Do I? Oh, okay. You you know it. Okay, let's do it. And it's funny, so we have business people watching this happen, and I ask the question, so what is it like when a new person comes into the office? Well, they kind of point, and they say, it's just like that. And I said, well, what happened to productivity? Zero. Productivity (laughs) went zero while everybody's trying to figure out the new person. And then we brought in the real herd master into the environment, and it's hilarious to watch what happens. Um, And people learn so many things in the conversations that happen around the table Um, with the executives as they say, oh my gosh, I have that same exact problem in my office with these two individuals. How do we solve the problem? And so we look at it from that perspective. And then um, the second part of it is everybody actually gets a horse. And so the executive or the leader or the sales rep will get a horse. And typically, if they don't know anything about horses, it's better. Yes, it actually works better. It works really well. And so they'll go out and we'll have them do some simple things And what they realize is they have their own response to fear, ambiguity, and stress. Some of us um, will, like if there's a cold lake, some of us will jump right in because that's what we do when we're faced with challenge or something fun. Um, Some of us will stand there and see what the people who are jumping in do (laughs) first before they even think of jumping in. And then some people will never jump in. They're just looking at that going, you know what, I'm just going to hold the towels down. Well, that's how we all come across in our work environments, too. And when you're using the horses, the horses are going to mirror right back to you emotionally um, exactly what you're putting out there. So we have these executives, and I'll say, okay, pick up a foot. And they'll jump right in there and charge in there, and they'll manhandle this horse's foot. And the horse, you're not going to pick up a horse's foot if they don't want it picked up. It's just not going to happen. And it could be because the horse doesn't know what it wants. The horse is going, oh, my gosh, this person's really aggressive. I'm not going to pick up my foot because they might eat me. You know, there's just all of these different emotional things that happen. And it happens in our work environment. And all of a sudden, these light bulbs start going off with these business people. And they go, oh, so that's how come that is the result or that's how come I can't motivate that person or that's how come those kinds of things happen. Um, So we're really excited to offer this. And I think with the horses, another thing too to remember is our horse's brain is only about the quarter of a size of a human brain. It's very, very small and it's really all limbic system, which is our emotional center. It's the limbic system. And so you can't reason, you can't sit there and look at a horse and go, okay, what I'm going to do is walk up to you and I'm going to pick up your foot and you're going to be happy and we're going to show everybody what a great team we are. It doesn't work that way with horses. No. And you know what? It doesn't work that way with people either. <laughs> um, but through the connection and working with horses, you start to see how you come across and how other people come across to you. And that's really, really helpful. So we're having uh, an event on August 22nd where we're running this again. And for a listener out there, if you're listening and you're interested, you can call us here at the studio at 425-373-5527. Again, 425-373-5527. And say, hey, you know what? I want information on that. And we're going to pick somebody to actually get a seat for free. And that's Wednesday, August 22nd. It's going to be out at Rancho Laguna. And uh, if you are interested, 25% of the proceeds are actually going to go to Rancho Laguna for the equine. So it's a win, win, win all the way around. And uh, we would love to have you also go to Workforce Evolution. 
If you go under what we do, there's the equine essentials class and all the information you need there. And we'll put it on our Facebook page. In fact, it's on there now at walkthetalkwithkim.com. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. Go ahead and call on in at 425-373-5527 and uh, see if we can pick a winner. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. If it gets a little crazy, giggly, and goofy, it's because we've got Gen Z in the house. Um, We also want to uh, acknowledge that we do have uh, a nonprofit or, excuse me, an organization that's helping Rancho Laguna. And uh, what's the name of that company, Tina, the coffee company? Middle Fork Roasters. Middle Fork Roasters. And so you can buy coffee with pictures of animals from Rancho Laguna on it. Exactly. It tells a story. We have a couple different blends. We haven't decided exactly on the name of the blends yet and then the, um, oh gosh, how we're putting each animal with each blend. Uh That will be like ASAP. Excellent. So stay tuned to Walk the Talk with Kim and also go to your Facebook page. What's the Facebook page? The Facebook page is um, Rancho Laguna's Heart, um, home of... Equine Assisted Rescue Therapy. Excellent. Thanks. Very good. (laughs) Tina, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having us again. You're going to hang out in the studio here a little bit just in case things start to get a little crazy with these 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 wild kids, man. Yeah, they're being real wild. All right. Well... We uh, we want to talk about Gen Z, and uh, we've we let's define this generation first um, by looking at the other generations. So you've got your baby boomers that were born obviously after World War II up until about 1965, 1966 or so, and then you've got the next generation, Generation X, which was born after that, about 1966, 67, up until 1980. And then we have our millennial generation, which is our latest generation uh, that was born. And then we have this new generation called the Gen Zs. And we define the Gen Zs uh, typically as being born um, right about the time of 9-11. So right about the Bush administration era, 
Um, and the reason why we separated generations this way is because we know that based upon what's happening in the culture and in the society at the time, it does make a significant shift and change with how the world is perceived. And so, for example, when we look at the millennial generation, they've never not known computers. They've always known computers and having cell phones and things like that. So their way of communication um, with social media is very, very natural for them, whereas a baby boomer, it might not be so much. And so as we're looking at the next generation coming on board, I thought it would be really, really great to kind of understand and get their perspective on some different topics and different things. And so let's start, first of all, by having all of these children tell us your names. What's your first name? Vincent, you want to start? And how old are you? Vincent, and my name is... Okay, let me try that again. What's your name? My name is Vincent. And how old are you? And I'm seven, so... Excellent. First time being on the show. Really great. Good to have you here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Long-time listener, first-time caller, actually. Thank you. Gia. My name is Gia, and I'm 10 years old. Excellent. I'm Isabella, and I am nine years old. Excellent. My name's Aaliyah, and I am eight years old. So did you guys know that you were part of the Gen Z generation? Have you heard that before? No. No? No. So let me ask you a question, and this we're going to hit it off with kind of a heavy topic first. Do you all remember, you don't remember 9-11, but when I say 9-11, what does that mean to you? Aaliyah, when I say 9-11, what does that mean? Mm, I'm not sure. Not sure. Good answer. What about you, Isabella? Um... Not sure. Not sure what 9-11 is? Do you know what 9-11 is, Gia? Um, 9-11 is where those uh, people went on the airplane and they directed the airplane into one of the two of the towers in New York. In New York. Now, do you guys remember 9-11? <laughs> no? Yeah, okay. Well, how about you, Vincent? What's What was 9-11? What do you, what do you think of when we say 9-11? Well, I was born three years after 9-11, so... You don't remember much of anything. Well, 9-11 is basically towers crashing, towers crashing really insane, like, really, and really, like, I'm going to lose my life. All right. So that's what 9-11 means to Vincent, our little seven-year-old boy over here. All right. And so let me ask you a question. Do you guys, how many of you have a cell phone? One of you has a cell phone. So one out of the four of you has a cell phone. How many of you know how to use the cell phone? All four of you raised your hand. So let me ask a question. How many, what is an application? Do you know what an app is? Yes. You know what an app? Okay, what's an app? Uh, app is uh, something where you, on iPhones where you, ju- where you just press it and then it goes to the website or game or any or anything it's supposed to go. Go to that is an app. Excellent. Apps are fun. Apps really are fun. fun. Very cool. So I'm Isabella, so what kind of apps? What's your favorite app? Um, I don't know. You don't have any favorites, or you don't know which one's your favorite? How about you, Gia? What's your favorite app? Um, the graphics. I think it's called with all those stars because I know how to type in my name and it does the name in uh-huh. different colors uh-huh. and all that. Uh huh. Excellent. I know how to put in music to it and all that. Excellent. Look at me. How many of you have iPads in your classroom? There's one. You have you have an iPad, so they actually use iPads in classroom to teach you. How many of you have taken a computer class in school? You all have taken computer. Oh. You know how to use a computer? Oh, yeah, computer lab. Yeah. I love computer lab. And how old were you when you first went into computer lab? Uh, I was... Uh, Five because uh, I'm going into second grade, and the first time I went to computer lab is when I was in kindergarten. So in, in kindergarten, they school. had a class, a computer lab. Oh, in preschool. Yeah, you did use computers in preschool, too, huh? Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they got rid of the computer. And yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, and then a long time ago, I used to play Puppa Travel Dude Time Wild. That was a fun one. I missed that game. <laughs> That's a good game. Well, it travels through time, Mom. That's pretty cool. So in case you didn't know, Vincent is my son. <laughs> he just called me Mom. So, Gia, what do you think you want to be when you grow up? What sounds interesting for you? I do not know. You don't know? Do you know what you want to do, Isabella, when you grow up? Horse trainer. 
You want to be a horse trainer? I figured that. How about you, Aaliyah? Um, I kind of want to be in rodeos. You want to be in rodeos? Mm-hmm. How about you, Vincent? What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. Train driver? Maybe a game designer? I don't really know. What kinds of games would you design? Uh, Nintendo Mario games. Okay. So Mario's you, the best. Mario is the best. There you go. So, um, what are some things, Gia, that you, about this generation or about your generation, you think are different than, like, my generation? How do you think that you guys think differently than me or my generation? Um, in our generation, we had an explosion in electronics, like the iPad, iPhone, iPod, and all that. And so we, all of us, were basically born around electronics. Mm-hmm. And I know, and some of my friends, I know a lot of my friends that know way more about computers than their parents do. Yeah, I can imagine. Don't I? Oh, no. More about computers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, okay, but I know, well, no. Maybe not. <laughs> so how many different electronic devices do you have? Um, I have my phone. Um, I like to play with your iPad and your iPhone. Um... I know that the school bought 10 iPads for school, and we have an active board, and what it does is that it hooks up to our teacher's computer, and it's kind of like a projector, but only you're able to write on the active board, and it shows up on the computer, and then if you type something on the computer, it'll show up on the active board. And why do you think that that's better? Um, because it's more smart. Mm. Like it's it's basically like a computer that's on the wall that is but only it costs way more than a computer. Gotcha. Have any of you heard of Wikipedia? A Wikipedia? Yes. yes. Uh, oh, so Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, yeah. That would be a no. Yeah, I have. I have. Okay. What the heck are Wikipedia? We're going to talk about that, Isabella. You've heard of Wikipedia. Okay. What's Wikipedia? It's like an an. Uh, Encyclopedia? Encyclopedia. That was close. Very good. Yeah, it's an online encyclopedia for you to find all kinds of information. Good job, Isabel. How about Google? How many of you know what Google is? There, all the hands just shot up. Google. How do you use Google, Ilya? Um, We just type in what we want to, like, watch or find out, and then it brings it up. Have you ever used Google before? Mm -hmm. Do you use Google a lot Mm -hmm. every day? Mm. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. How about you? Do you use Google a lot, Isabella? Yeah. Every day, you think? What yeah. was the last thing you Googled? Do you remember? Horse games. Horse games, of course. <laughs> How about you, Gia? What was the last thing you Googled? Um, Gabby Douglas. Ah. United States Gabby Douglas. Oh, Excellent. She's good. a gymnast. Very good. What was the last thing you Googled, Vince? Uh, let me see. YouTube and Monkey Quest, because I'm a part of Monkey Quest, so is Gia, and YouTube, because I like the 2001, and two, I like 2001 Luigi's Mansion, and then 2002 Super Mario Sunshine, so. Very detailed answer. And Thank you very much, stuff. Vincent. Good other job. Other Mario games. They, Mario is awesome. Oh, we love Mario. Maybe it runs faster. Something they just slow it down so you can tell where Mario's running to when he really is running it faster than Sonic at faster than super, super Sonic speed. You don't know. All right, you've got everybody <laughs> cracking up in the studio. So, Gia, let me ask you a question. No. What is the word social responsibility? Have you heard that term before? Have you ever heard somebody say social responsibility? No, I've heard people uh, say, um, like, social network, like Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. I've heard people say that before. Now, do you have a Facebook account? No. Why not? Because I'm not 13. You have to be 13 to have a Facebook account. Yes, that's, that's what right. you told me. <laughs> well, I'm just making sure. <laughs> yes. We know. Yeah. I know. Yes. But you want yes. a Facebook account really bad because yes, yeah, you ask yeah, me all the time. Yeah. And so what would you do with a Facebook account? Um... And probably use the games on Facebook, like Farmville, City Real, and all that. You gotta get back on Farmville, Mom. 
You really have to. <laughs> it probably still has your Christmas decorations up. It probably does. I quit doing Farmville because I found out one day I was driving home and that my crops were going to wilt in about 10 minutes. And I had a choice. I can either stop and get milk or I can run home and, and save my crops. And at that moment, I had this awakening and I said, you know what? This is not good. <laughs> I'm foregoing feeding my family to make sure that my crops don't right. die. The real crops. <laughs> your right. children yeah. needed them. some food as well. <laughs> More important so than your virtual crops. That's when I decided to go ahead and not go back on Farmville. Probably Vincent, a good idea. go back on Farmville. You like Farmville? It's fun, huh? It's probably well, driving your friends insane too. Kim wants you to have a basket of apples. I didn't do that. Oh, okay. uh, no, because I didn't like that having to give things to other people. But I did have some people that we used to give stuff to each other. But yeah, no, I hear you. That's the problem with those games, right? Is you're constantly recruiting They're other people. hassling all your friends yes, as you the, play them. We don't want to do that. We're going to take a break. We're going to wrap yep. up our conversation with Gen Z. And you're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. You can get information on Rancho Laguna and the coffee company on walkthetalkwithkim.com. Bye. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Mountside Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. More choices, more topics, more shows. One station. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Welcome back. We're talking with Gen Zs. We've got a a very diverse little group going on here. Here's a question that I want to ask uh, folks of the the, uh, group, our panel today listening here. When I say the word community, what does that word mean to you? Gia, you want to start? What's community? A community, uh, when I think about a community, I think about a community working together um, I think about some of the community making the newspaper or rebuilding some of the roads or painting or repainting a building. I think of that. What do you think your role in is as a community member? Do you know what your community is? Who's your community? Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie is your community. And so what, what's, your, what's your role? What's your responsibility to your community? Do you know? There's no I, right answer. I just want to know what you want to know, what you know. I Go to school? <laughs> I don't know. How about you, Aaliyah? What does community mean to you? What does your community mean? Um, I don't really know what to say. Okay, <laughs> very good. How about volunteering? What does volunteering mean? Is volunteering good? Yeah, yes. Isabella. It's when you help with somebody, something or volunteer to... Help the church or the... Yeah. 
any of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that you're supposed to volunteer? Is that a responsibility to your community to volunteer? Yes, no, maybe? Do you think that people volunteer to help you? Yeah. Yeah. What kinds of community organizations do you know of that volunteer to help you? Gia? Um, I know that, um, I know that I think our school has like the PDSA that helps Mm -hmm. pay, that helps pay for all of our computers, all of our assemblies, all of our donuts for Mm -hmm. donuts for dads and muffins for moms. Yeah. All those kinds of things. What else? What other organizations do you know of that are Um, in the Valley that are nonprofit and help the community? I know, um, Mount Sajina sticks, uh, to help your kids get active, have fun, uh, and you get to, and you get to bring water, water to drink, and, uh, so that's kind of cool. You don't have to share anybody's water. You don't have, you have to share bring, you get water to bring your own water. if it's gross. You don't, you don't have to, it's. You just bring your own water. Yep. <laughs> Isabella, what about you? Volunteer organizations. Um, I don't know. Don't know of any volunteer organizations that have helped you? Want to give it one more shot? Um, yeah, she's pointing Rancho Laguna. Yeah, Rancho Laguna is a volunteer organization that's helping you. Have you guys ever heard of the concept of pay it forward? Yeah. What is I, I think I've heard I've heard you say on a phone call. I ha- you have because we're talking about pay it forward that's coming up in October, and yeah. it's an event that's happening in the Snoqualmie Valley where we are going to be paying it forward to our brothers and sisters that live. And not literally brothers and sisters, but, you know, our family, our community, where we're actually going to be um, helping each other and giving each other um, pleasant surprises and gifts. And we're going to pay it forward. So I might buy somebody a cup of coffee that's ahead of me in line and say, you've been piffed. Now you have to go do something nice for someone else. What do you guys think of that idea? Um, I think it's really good. And uh, remember, I just remembered another you you remember, uh, Dad? You or Gia kind of does doesn't feed the dogs, but I do, so you guys don't have to. I do. <laughs> That's how you help your community. You kind of do, okay. Gia. I'm not. We're give, I'm giving you half the first half of the credit. I'm giving myself the second half. Of the credit. All right. So okay. now that we've uh, understood who feeds the dogs and how that is a community service, let's talk about pay it forward. So what are some things that you can think of that you might do to ha- to do something very nice for somebody else to pay it forward? Gia. Um, like with Tina in her organization, we always have to muck the stalls. So um, I was thinking for pay it for that we can muck the stalls without her even telling us to or do the buckets. <laughs> Tina likes that Cause idea. Because we, we already know we're going to do it. Ah, yeah. How about you? What, what's a way, Isabella, that you can think of that you can do something nice for somebody else in hopes that they do something nice for somebody else? Um. How about you, Aaliyah? Do you have any thoughts? Mm, no. <laughs> Well, okay, so let me help here. Maybe you can hold the door for somebody or you can help an old lady across the street or you can help somebody carry their groceries or what else? Any thoughts? Um, You'll have to give that some thought. And um, Vincent, maybe you can feed the neighbor's dog because you're so good at feeding dogs. Isabella. Yeah, but <coughs> wait, what do you mean? Isabella. Sorry. Smile at people. I like that. I like that. So just smiling at other people. Ways to pay it forward. Excellent. Gia, what was your idea? Um, like if we're like if we're in a group of people and we're all going to the same thing, you could press or like when we go to the pal out fair, we can like one of us for can press the button instead of all like fifty or sixty of us pressing all the button at the same time. You just one person at a time press the button. <laughs> I want to ask about the environment. When I say the environment, what does the environment mean to you, Gio? What do you think when I say the environment? Is it sad? Is it 
happy. You know, we talk about environments and we talk about the polar ice caps melting and global warming. What do you guys think about the environment? When you- I th- when I think about the environment, I think um, kind of happy slash sad because I know Tina and we all went through it where they had the forest cut. But that was when it was sad and when we couldn't go out there to trail ride. But then what made me happy was that they were going to put in new trees right after they cut it down. Mm-hmm. And did they? Yep. Yep. So they planted new trees out there. And trees are good, right? Mm-hmm. They help the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about globally? What about the world? Um, I think I think kind of sad because of all the factories that do jobs, but then they make jobs so other people can make money. But then at the same time, it's making the... It's making um, the world, it makes the global um, warmer. Mm-hmm. And like pollution and things yeah. like that. And with, when that happens, like I know that me and Vincent were kind of sad when that winter, it didn't, it didn't snow at all. It was just all rain, rain, rain. <laughs> well, that's living in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that's funny. But you more like the snow. More than usual, though. More, the, more rain than usual. There you yes. go. Very good. Isabella? Do you know about Africa and kids in Africa? Have you ever learned about kids in Africa? A and bit. how they learn? Yeah. So are they are they different mm-hmm. in terms of what they have available to them as far as water and food and they don't have as much access to it as we do. Mm-hmm. So what do you think your responsibility is to the environment? Do you guys know? Do you feel you have a responsibility to the environment? Yes. Like what? Um I think I have a responsibility of uh, keeping the dogs, my dogs and my cat uh, and our cat alive because uh, recently, not because of not because of me not feeding her. I don't know how. Uh, uh, one of my one of my dogs, my uh, black lab Josie, died just last month. Yeah. Not last month. Last week. Last week. That was oh, kind of yeah. sad. Yeah, a mysterious death, so. So I guess what you're trying to say founder. is that you have a responsibility to environment to make sure the dogs are fed. Yep. And, uh, well, he died a mysterious death. <laughs> and if you hadn't told me to not go farther into the woods, I found her probably alive. Oh, interesting. So, Gia, what is your responsibility to the environment? Um, probably trying, um, I do not How know. about recycling? Oh, yeah. Recycling. And not buying things with lots of packaging and, and reusing things and not getting new stuff or too many new electronics. Have you guys all and, heard of that as and, ways to... And not making you drive me somewhere. Oh, not driving so much. Because that makes pollution and it's getting harder to find gas because we're all using it all up. And then it makes the world warmer, and then and then you have to spend more money. Well, thank you very much, panel, for coming on the show today. We really appreciated talking with you. You guys did a fantastic job. Yeah. Vincent, Gina, Gia, Gina, Gia, <laughs> <laughs> Isabella, Aaliyah, I know you're my own daughter. <laughs> want to thank you for coming on today, and I hope that this gives us hope for this next generation, that yeah. they're just so young and they have um, such a... Uh, uh, open opportunities for them and it's up to us to take care of them so please go out there look at your world and figure out what it is that you can do to help your environment help your community and help this next generation and have a beautiful day thank you to pearson law firm get more information on walk the talk with kim.com it's a beautiful-